Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Joe McNally, Rick Pontefract. <laughs> and Easton 328. Coming up on TMS, Oswald Copperpot. Big lady leg drinks. I'm a log worker, and that's okay. Danger boy nipples. Bad at the wife stuff. Sand in his crack with Dunaway. Drooping hardware with Tom. A pinky in your cocaine. Both loud and illegal. Maybe I was the bully. The wood whisperer is too loud. Establish your 100. Grab a thing, move a thing, control a thing. Incorrect correction. Just your typical beheading with Nicole and Randy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Where's Merlin? Where did it go? Jamie's gotta play in tic-tac-toe. Now where's Merlin? When last seen it was out with dad playing blackjack. 13. Where's Merlin now? It's not there. It's out with Billy playing magic square. Ready for the action now, danger boy. The morning stream. What do you say? We get nipple to nipple. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Abbott. Hi, Brian. Hello. Hello. I'm happy to report I'm at about 96%. Oh, wow. See, that's great. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember we talked... Uh, uh, when we when we brought up percentages before, you know, you said, "Well, I never feel a hundred. Yeah. So I'm hoping that what you're doing is basically you're you're establishing your one hundred. Yeah, your you one hundred to... may not be your ideal place, right? But it's where you when you feel fine, that's where you're at. Is your one hundred? Yeah, ideal place about uh, when I was about twenty five. That was yeah. my ideal one hundred. Yeah, and in relation to that, I'm nowhere near that anymore. But you know, oh, I'm at no. a good 100 for where I am. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a sliding scale as we've talked about before. Can't complain about that. No, a, yeah, not at all. Uh, we hope you're all well. You got five days till Christmas. I hope all your shopping's done and all that stuff. You know, I need a good idea for Tina. Uh, yeah, anybody got any good? <laughs> I'm bad at the no? wife stuff, dude. No I'm ideas. All right, okay. Well, I'm right. bad at the wife stuff. I'm, uh, I'm terrible at it. We already gift get... card to the Walgreens then. Yes. <laughs> CVS uh, gift certificate. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Um, yeah, no, we're mostly done around here. I think there's a little yeah. odds and ends and stuff, but I kind of don't want to go. Oh, they just released a uh, uh, one of those wastewater studies nationwide that checks mm-hmm. for all sorts of stuff. Um, but one of the things it checks for is COVID. COVID. Oh levels. yeah, where it checks your it's like a checks your poops. Yeah. Basically, it's a. Uh, what you put in the sewers, we analyze for COVID. And put on our mantle after. Put on our mantle. Exactly. It's I didn't, a, I, didn't yeah. I feel like I do a pretty good DeVito, and I've never tried to do a, a DeVito before. Oh, well, I look, there's always room in your repertoire for yeah. more uh, celebrity impressions. I it like it, it might be just that phrase. It might be just him as Oswald <laughs> Copperpot, Cobblepot. <laughs> 
Copper pot. I like copper pot. That's fun. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Copper pot. Um, there was there a character in Copper Pot? There might have been. Uh, anyway, we're thinking anyway. of Pepper Pepper Pop Popper Cops. That's it. Yes, yeah, that's yes, the one exactly. we met. Um, so anyway, so what was I saying? <laughs> thanks, oh, so they tested Ray Bobright. Ray Bobright, ever ever the ever the critic. Um, yeah. So the, the wastewater thing, analyzing for COVID. Yeah. What they so found? they they do it for COVID, but they also do it for like you know drug traces they they use it for all sorts of stuff like what are okay. it's to get data on generally where the public is in terms of like here's where all the meth is uh-huh yeah tr- truthfully it's like opiate sure. use is I higher imagine. in these yeah. states and you know that sort of thing and uh anyway covid is uh is back baby because <laughs> it's this time of year <laughs> and they have the states all pog form. they have the states all laid out in like color intensity and the higher the oh, okay the higher the red the more in deep you are with the COVID this year. Yeah. And Utah is so red. Oh, no. It's almost oh, no. black. It's so red. It's like the darkest crimson oh, red. Gosh. And um, really? I, have a, I have a theory wow. about this. Why Utah? That's I have a theory. Crazy. So I could be wrong, but this is my theory. Uh, we're, we, we famously have a ton of kids and families in Utah. It's a mm-hmm. cultural yeah. thing, just tons of kids. So you know, on the national average, you might have two kids on average. Uh, here in Utah, I think the average is like four. So okay. it's kind of double everybody else. <laughs> so you're just coming yeah. off of Thanksgiving and you're entering the rest of the holidays. It's this time of year when, you know, the bugs do get out and get into people's systems. These families get together. They have parties. They have, you know, uh, Thanksgiving together. They have Christmas stuff together, office parties, all of that stuff. And I think they just I think they just get doubled up because of the sheer number of kids, okay. schools, families, and sizes of families and all that stuff. So I think Passing that's it. it all around and yeah. stuff. Sure, Colorado was sense. pretty red, but not not as red as we were. So you guys are mm-hmm. up there. But like mm-hmm. Wyoming was like not even in the color zone. They were doing good. They were all clear. Sure, everybody's so far apart. It's like the, they they live social distancing. Yeah, I guess so. They just that's how it is up there. Mm-hmm. They all live like Roy Sheriff Roy. What's his name in the new season of? Uh... <laughs> that's what's funny about that character, by the way. Yeah. Sheriff Roy reminds me when I see him talking and doing his stupid stuff he does. Yeah. It reminds me of Wyoming, even though I know he's in South Dakota. But I swear it's Wyoming. I know. <laughs> it's just know. like it's... such a Wyoming vibe about that guy and everything he does. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a uh, very yellow, very uh, like Yellowstone, very. Uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I, by the way, I hate waiting for new episodes. I hate it. <laughs> you know, see, Ugh. that's the tough thing. It's like, if at least if you if you um, pull them all up and binge them all at once, you're not getting that that little that little taste mm-hmm. that little ah oh, hey the, you know how about just a, a just a quick little snort and yeah. uh, and then you'll be fine I'll yeah. be fine just one little snort is all I need yeah uh, just a no, pinky I mean, in your pinky in your cocaine like the movies when they right, always test exactly it. Just, little, just like that like that um, but now you're uh, now you know it's uh you're, you've tasted it yeah. and now you just want more yeah. So be careful out there. All your poops being tested. We know when you have COVID. All right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Here's another thing I wanted to mention. So last night uh, or yesterday afternoon, I had a scheduled stream, uh, multiplayer game stream playing with the core guys. So me and Bo and okay. John played played games, and we're gonna we're trying to do this every Tuesday. We're trying to get more multiplayer. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, we started with a new game that's just out since since the game awards. They soft launched it last that night. Uh, and it had been in beta testing for a while. But anyway, it's a game called The Finals. And it's, okay. um, think like Future Sport, Running Man, 
kind of oh, story okay. around it. There's no real. It's not really a story. It's more like world building because it's a it's a pure multiplayer game. But, but imagine, it's, like the, it's like the horrible future of reality <laughs> competition. Exactly. <laughs> and what they figured out how to do in this future is yeah. there's a giant circular arena okay. that people are in and cheering and you know doing all that. And then down in the action, the the whole place is constructed basically like a almost like a holodeck. So it, it is physical. You're there. <laughs> Things explode and blow up and move and and you move around the environments as if they were real, but they're they're artificially constructed. And your job, you have three teams of three in the main game mode, and you're all fighting over dominance over these cash boxes that you then cash in, and then the people with the most money by the end of the match, they win. And it's really fun. It's built in the latest Unreal Engine, beautiful game, uh, super hyper-realistic, lots of, you know, exploding stuff. The the place, you can, you can tear buildings down just by shooting at them long enough. Like, it's crazy. Very cool okay. game on its own. That is cool. Yeah, but here's good. where right. it really got me. Here's what really yeah. got me. And it's free to play, so everybody can download and play. It's on PlayStation oh, cool. and Xbox and PC and everything. And uh, we get to a mode. So it's all set in like the year 2036 or something. And there's a Vegas map. And I see it pop up. And I go, oh, Vegas, cool. That's exciting. And the, mm-hmm. and the load screen, the, the, the static image looks like Fremont to me. Okay, but it's got names a little different and stuff. But I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're sure. gonna let us fight but based on a kind of the yeah the Grand Theft Auto, the GTA version of Fremont Street. Basically. That's kind of what I thought, right? So I'm thinking, yeah, oh, that'll yeah. it'll be a stylized kind of Vegasy idea. I get into that level, and while none of the casino names and bar names and all that sort of stuff are real, they're all fake. They've they've been made up. It is a one for one representation of Fremont. Really? Yeah, oh, that's and it was cool. so cool because I'm down at whatever they call the plaza. I forgot to remember what they called it, but you can go from the plaza all the way down to the other end of Fremont where they load people up for the for the sky zip thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. the they have the select. whole yeah. over thing with like projected shit happening on it, and uh, the bars where you buy the big lady leg drinks and all that. <laughs> Like truly, it is Fremont. Like huh. it's crazy, and I had so much freaking fun in that level, just tearing it up. And it reminded me of you. And I thought about. I almost called you when I was playing it, so you could see it. I got to figure yeah. out a way to tour that level without chaos, so you right can without see the it. game being on. Yeah, sure. Which yeah. I don't think there's a way to do that. You have to. It's all multiplayer, so I, I don't think I can. But but anyway, it was so uh, like dead awesome. on. And all the other so far, anyway, at least from what I've seen, all the other levels are not based on actual places that i that i know of All com- more com- completely fictional yeah. yeah whereas this one is just like dead to rights it's vegas and it is definitely old vegas <laughs> and it's so fun to run around in there and it just i don't know there's something about it because we're at, we're so focused there when we go there in april every year yeah in that yeah. zone that it just felt like going home it was great we know that we know that area well especially those of us who you know, spent a lot of time scouting it out for Taskmaster, only to find that when the day uh, when the day comes that you actually need to film there, it's both loud and illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only, and really, the only the only big difference here is that it's completely empty of people, mm-hmm. so it felt like 2020 COVID zone mm-hmm. oh, in cool. that street, and that was and it's weird because it's so well rendered to have it completely empty except for these three teams of three fighting. Yeah, is haunt, pretty it's eerie, probably. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. man. It made me. God, kinda... I'd love to. I'd love to check it out without 
having to delve into the game. I mean, the game sounds fun. Sounds like a fun little jam. But, oh, it's uh, super fun. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're kind of hooked on it because there's a lot of like control point games out there. Games where you have to mm-hmm. go grab a thing and then take it to a thing and then control that thing for a sure. period of time. I mean, that's not the new part about this. Sure. What makes this thing crazy is the the chaos of I can blow this building up. Um, one of the heavy guys can tear through the building kind of mm. juggernaut style mm. um you can use a hammer against the wall and cave the thing in on the people trying to protect the thing they're protecting and wipe their team like <clears throat> the wow. environmental stuff is so cool i honestly i think this is going to be the hot thing for a bit it's going to be a big deal so mm-hmm. watch for it mm-hmm. that's cool. called that's All called right. the finals everybody who's listening who wants to go check that out the finals should yeah. the yeah. finals i don't love the name because there are other games that have finals like saying, well, hey, did you go to the um, <laughs> League of Legends finals? Well, yeah, but this is right. not the fi- you know, the finals. Right. No, it's it's almost like naming your game um, uh, play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is that whole con- the the discussion we have about bands all the time. It's like right the, about um, what bands, live. you know, never thought about SEO. These guys at least know, oh, the finals, but you know, yeah. the SEO is around for them, but <laughs> uh, bands like the the and live yeah. uh it's great though i love it and i band. fought i yeah. fought a team yesterday where the leader of the team looked like aquafina and i couldn't get it out of my head that drove me crazy. <laughs> it was really weird anyway nice. it's fun stuff nice. we'll be doing the more of that game i'm sure on uh on tuesdays coming up so watch for that cool cool uh quick fargo correction from a listener uh, yeah. before we pull dunaway in here this is uh his subject is the re- the discussion of fargo brian says something to the effect of quote there's very little fargo in the movie fargo meaning mm-hmm. they're in Brainerd, you know, all these other places. Right, right. He says, it's been a while, but if I recall correctly, the only scene in the movie that claims to be in Fargo is the external shot of the bar at the King of Clubs at the uh, and the events that happen within that bar. Mm-hmm. The external shots were actually shot in a bar in northeast Minneapolis, about a mile from where I grew up. The building was redeveloped maybe 20 years ago, but it also cracks me up when I think about it. I don't uh, think there was an actual Fargo. There is any actual Fargo in Fargo, unless I'm forgetting something. I think he's right. I think yeah, they I think never. That's correct. They're never in Fargo proper. They pretend to be for the bar part, right? Which is what I was referring to. That there's very little Fargo in the movie Fargo. I think that was like, you know, brought up at the time. Like if you're going to this uh, movie expecting to see what Fargo is like, you're you know you're basically going to get. One one scene and that's it. So that's why yeah. I meant by, and it's, and it's kind of a running gag in the show too, because the show very right. rarely since spends any time in Fargo. Yeah. It, yeah, multiple seasons. There are times in Fargo, but most of the time they're in Sioux uh, Sioux, Sioux Falls or they're in mm-hmm. uh, you know surrounding areas or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's part of the it's part of why that show's great. It's part of why that movie's great. It's weird, mm-hmm. and it's for no reason is it called Fargo in a kind of a weird way. Right. Right. Yeah. Except that that's now now that's the name it's you think just, of. It's just always be associated. It's a great it's a great name. It's a you know short little name, easy. I'd love uh, it. I'd love that yeah. part of it. I think that's great. Yeah, Icor says so this is more of a confirmation, not a correction. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, more of a confirmation, <laughs> not a correction. Yeah. 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 Uh I guess I called it a correction incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow well, I'll, I'll correct I'll, your correction yeah and tomorrow we'll correct that correction and uh yeah, call perfect. get a hold of Excellent. us at correction at gmail.com all right all right listen i am i am by i get a lot of stuff wrong on this show but damn it when i get something right and somebody <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to uh, a crow about it like uh you got to dig in like rooster 
Cogburn. It's Rooster a, it's Cogburn. a guy who didn't do a lot of crowing in the movie True Grit, but uh, and also <laughs> didn't have a Mick in his name. I just threw that in there. Anyway, Rooster McCogburn. <laughs> Rooster McCogburn. I like that a lot. Yeah, All I was right. gonna go. I was trying to like think of a, ro- a famous rooster, Rooster Mick, and then so I was like, ah, eh, you know, just go with the name that I know goes with rooster, which yeah, is Cogburn. Just get Cogburn in there. Yeah. Well, look who just washed up on shore. It's old Brian Dunaway from South Carolina. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Just getting the sand out my crack. Hold on, oh, washing ashore. No, oh, oh, wow, did you? Because uh, <laughs> you just washed ashore. I washed ashore. Yeah, yeah. like some yes. some sailor who uh, tried to get, get away. I knew yeah. a girl yeah. in high school. Her name was Sandy Cranch. Oh, Sandy uh, Cranch. Last name was Cranch with a K. I don't even remember how you totally spelled it, but it was with a K. But we used to call her Sandy Crack all the time. You know, it's, sure. I, the more stories I hear, Scott, the more I think maybe you were the bully. Well, I might have been. <laughs> you might might be onto something there. That's I don't know if I was so much a bully as I was like, I don't know, I do it here too. It's like, uh, I'll hear a name. Whatever, tall boy. I'll hear, I'll hear a name and the name's, <laughs> if the name's funny to me, I can't help but bring up why, you know? Right, right, I mean, right, I didn't right, make right. fun of anybody who didn't deserve it. No, they all deserve it. Oh my it. God, yes, you're definitely a bully, Ibit. <laughs> <laughs> They all I was, deserved I it. was quoting Scott there. Oh, that was it was me the whole time. <laughs> was, no. Scott the whole time. Uh, well, Dunaway, you're here. I'm here. Uh, Brian's here. And uh, we just need a listener here. So, yeah, we need um, a listener. We need a player. Pretty sure I can pull in our third person. Let's see. Who's number three? Okay. That's, that's interesting. Let's see if we can get him in here. Uh, here he is. Uh, I believe TRPW is our third. Yeah, there he is. Oh, hi. Uh, well, he's not, he's not there to say anything yet. Hold on. I'm going to give him the name Rooster McCogburn. Ah, uh, Rooster McCogburn. <laughs> title for the show. You're going to ride that one out, ain't you? I got yeah. you. Okay. Hell yeah. Ride okay. this one out till it, yeah. till, it, uh, till that till horse falls over. All, all meaning. <laughs> all taste. Uh, TRPW, are you there? Are you with us? I think so. Hello. Oh, Can you hear me? Fantastic. Hi. You know what? I never oh. knew you had an accent until this very second. Yeah. Oh, Terry, sorry about that. No, I love oh, that. that was fantastic. <laughs> No, I love it. Bring more of that on. I love Excellent. it. Yes. Use some international flavor here on the show. Uh, that's mm-hmm. It's great to have you, man. Uh, one of our prolific uh, title submitters in the show. Oh, my gosh. No oh, kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Got to give him big fat credit for that. But uh, today, you're you're the one who might win some things and play with us. Hey, Brian Ibbett, explain to him what it is and what he might win. I will totally do that. It's time to play the Tad Bully Feud. I've surveyed the Tad Bull on some nerdy topics, and Scott and Brian are going to have to predict the answers that they gave us. It's their job to see how many of those answers they can guess. (laughs) T-R-P-W. Tim, if you need it. Tim, okay, good. Do you have do you have four names, Tim? Like is your name I do, Tim, Robert, I do, Patrick, yeah. Wilson, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Docs, uh, yeah. Tim. Thanks, thanks for doxing uh, our good friend Tim over here. Come on, man. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a name from uh, my father's side of the family, a name from my mother's side of the family. Oh, gotcha. That's nice. So, that's so cool. you know, so Nick and Nick uh, Johnson would be Nick Scott and Kim's father, or something, and then Johnson. Oh, so it'd be oh, like, reverse yeah. docs. That'd be like Nick. Like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be like Nick Scott Daniel Johnson like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like okay. That. That's cool. That's very cool. All right, Tim. Well, um, you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian, and uh, they can call you whatever they want. If your team wins, you get a prize package. Oh, that includes Shotgun King, the final checkmate. Yeah, there's like eight different games in that title. And Disco Elysium, the final Oh, oh that game that's is like game. one of the best RPGs ever made. Yeah. yeah. Does it that's take place in the disco? Like, uh, 
No. Are you? Are you uh, not at all. Are you all. taking out like Anita Ward? And, no. Uh, In fact, that yeah. name is, the name is weird because it kind of doesn't describe. Well, I don't want to give anything away about the Elise. I say, don't but, let, let him find it. Yeah, Ooh, you'll find it right. on your own. Mm-hmm. But it is an mm-hmm, awesome mm-hmm. detective story. Some of the most intensely dense RPG mechanics, and it is so good. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. All like right, game cool. of the year a cool. couple years ago. It was so good. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that could be yours if uh, if our the friends here right. uh, do well with uh, with the game with you on their team. Let's get to that game. Put your hands upon your buzzers. I think they're just your space bars, but yeah. way more fun. Yeah. And uh, give me your best answer to this. We have 451 <laughs> tadpoolers to uh, name a movie soundtrack that you listen to on re- Ooh, Brian. Oh, geez. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Show me Jurassic Park. Oh. That is oh, our number been 10 answer. This would have been great points. Still wow. great points. You get the points for that. Let's just hope you oh, get control excellent. of the game. Yeah. Scott, nine <laughs> answers will beat it. I'll repeat the uh, whole question. Yeah. Name a movie soundtrack that you listen to on repeat. Uh, I'll just answer it honestly. Uh, Mad sure. Max Fury Road. Really? Oh, oh gosh, oh. I would never yeah. in a million years have guessed that. By Tom Hulkenbergs, uh, uh, a.k.a. Junkie XL. That guy's amazing. You, you've all heard uh-huh. his music. You just don't know it because he's in a million movies now, but it's an amazing... Oh, shit. <laughs> gosh, dang it. Chad Tadpole, you let me down, man. One person in the Tadpole said that, so uh, yeah, I think... Uh, we know, we know who, great. who's playing favorites there. Uh, all right, Brandon, that means you've got control of the board and you've got TFW on your side and uh, Tim on your side. And you've already got 10 points to start with. So, uh, you know, it's yours to lose. What yeah, uh, yeah, the soundtrack. For that. Thanks for that. <laughs> that the tadpoolers listen yeah. to on repeat. And now I will tell I, you this. Yeah. I, I lump... Uh, uh, if there's a series, I lump them all into one. I'm not going to make you, you know, name an individual movie. If there's a series of movies, that'll have a good soundtrack. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh shit, I don't like that. Now, now you totally confuse me. Now, uh, Tim, I don't know what your expertise is no. on soundtracks. No, None. Not much. No, okay. No. Um, I mean, but, I, but, but, you know, John John Williams. So you're going to look at Harry Potter and you're going to look I, at Star Wars. Yes, I think those are fantastic guesses. Now, I will tell you that I was shopping for some soundtrack vinyl soundtrack this past week, and there was a couple of them that caught my eyes. Um, what do you think about the Guardians of the Galaxy? You were, you were looking for them on wax cylinder, Brian? Yes, yeah. on, on the wax vinyl cylinders. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah I mean, in terms of songs, they're good. Um, right, right. You know, the, 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 is, it sound, is it soundtrack or is it songs? So it doesn't it matter. Yeah. Right. And I, and I uh, will clarify this, that uh, uh, I tend to use the term soundtrack and score in, uh, yes. uh, indiscriminately when I'm referring to you know, music from a movie. However, if right. I'm ever talking about the score, I specifically say score. But cool. but in this case, either and then, and then everybody's confused because you yell it out just by no context to score. You just right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine who just yells things like that out. Anyway, right, 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 right. Uh, is that uh, is that your guess? <laughs> uh, what do you think, Tim? You think we should yeah, go yeah, with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, well, let's go with some Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, That's show me Guardians of the Galaxy. Awesome mix. Uh, any of the volumes. Oh my lord! Number one answer. Oh, on yeah. The board. Yes. Damn, dude. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, Tim. What What are you thinking now? What What you got in your in your back pocket? Anything? I'm just wondering if there's any uh, any any musicals uh, that people would like. But I'm oh, not sure about that. Uh, I I know the one that we listen to around my house all the time. We'll do it. What it's do you got? The, it's the greatest showman. What oh, do you think about right. that one? Yeah, yeah that, that might work. 
Mm. I don't know. Baz mm. Luhrmann. Greatest Baz Luhrmann showman. Is that the Luhrmann one you're going showman. with? Back off. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Burning daylight here. <laughs> they never Burning see. daylight here. Uh, <laughs> we pay uh, $75 an hour for studio time. That's right. You've got Star Wars in your back pocket. I think we should go with a Star Wars thing. I think a Star Wars soundtrack is going to be a better guess. Mm. All right. I, I think more of our people would have listened to that. Is it, do, you, do we need to be more specific than no, uh, John Williams' Star Trek? Okay. Nope. Star Wars. Like right. I said, if it's uh, any of those lumped movies, then I lumped them all into one. Show me nice. the Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, number three answer on the board. Um, pretty much uh, everybody who said Star Wars or meant a Star Wars thing said Star Wars. Uh, the right. couple people said Episode Four, and a couple people said Empire Strikes Back. Of course, I lumped them all into one. Nice. Right. All right. Okay, uh, Tim, what about now? Now should we go with the uh, the greatest showman? Yeah, or should we? Go for it. Or you could go Harry Potter. You'll just get another Ooh, one. Ooh, Harry Potter. Yeah. See, see, I'm with you. In the way he said Harry Potter. I think, I think we Potter. got Potter people. Yeah, and the Harry way he, Potter. The way he just said Harry Potter, you can't deny Harry Potter. I mean, way. it feels like if anybody knows Harry Potter, it's going to be Tim. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I was once served a drink by um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Whoa. What? Really? Whoa. Yeah. We need the story. We need I was, to know. Uh, I was at a, I was at a, um, a, a, a theater quiz. Um, and, oh. Uh, and um, he was he was helping out. He was about he was about fifteen. So lucky it was a soft drink and not alcohol. <laughs> but uh, you know he was he was just you know he was just about. He, I think he'd just been in the first movie. Wow! Wow! Or, wow that's or awesome. Movie, and uh, yeah, he was just helping out with some friends. And uh, was it was it butter beer? What was it? No, no, it's just, just okay. dark cocaine. <laughs> Okay. He's a right, he's good. truly the Swiss Army man getting, doing drinks, making movies. <laughs> it's fantastic. Indeed. The Harry Potter and the Missing Ice Bucket. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, any of the Harry Potter films here. Show me Harry Potter. Oh, oh number, it was number some good stuff, in the though. list. It is it's some, some good really stuff. good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, this is interesting now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one that I think may have fallen out but i at the time it's all you heard about and i'll just say it uh garden state the sound oh, right? that's yeah. a great one I love fantastic that the yeah. shins oh yeah uh, one listen to the greatest music ever made here put my headphones on and stare off into space all right show me garden state oh come on oh. you guys uh, number one. 20, number 20 on the list. People said it, but just didn't make it. It's the been a 10. while, I understand, but I was introduced to the Shins. Uh, Imogen Heaps, first time I ever heard her. Like, there's so yeah. much stuff in there that is so freaking great. Oh. I mean, I will say that um, the, the, the Tadpool did not disappoint with options. 222 oh. different wow. soundtracks slash scores that Ooh, they listed. Nike. So that's why, that's why points are a little bit lower on this one, but... Uh, Interesting. You know, we, did, we did have some clear, uh, clear winners. Ooh, now that may, that makes me curious. Then, okay. Um, Damn it. There was one that I thought that. Uh, eh. Man, eh. eh. I don't know. What, Tim, Tim, do you have some? I'm, no, I'm thinking. No, well, I, I mean, you know, thinking of the best-selling ones, the soundtrack, something like Fever, but that might be a bit too old for most people. That's what I was trying to think of because yeah. when Scott went kind of older too, and I was like, well, how about? Oh brother, where art, art thou? Because I saw yeah. that one, and I was like, oh, "Ah, yeah, I, that's so that's so worn out, even to this day." It's so good though. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if I could get it. The bluegrass so what, what on there is so good, man. Yeah. What a great yeah. I'm go for it. Go for it. All right, yeah. all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shoot for some oh brother. Okay. Or our art of thou. I am a man of constant sorrow. Show me that one. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, brother, where art thou? Another one that was up there, number 21, right after Garden State, as a matter of fact. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we're tied with Garden State. Uh, all right, Scott, back over to you. All right, I'll go something a little more recent, although I think it's been 10 years now, but um, let's go with that Tron uh, Ooh, Legacy. Ooh, that's a good one. I love that one. Was it Legacy? Tron, Tron Legacy. Right? Legacy, that's right. Yeah. The, the movie Punk. In that yeah, movie. the movie yeah, wasn't that one. great, but man, that soundtrack freaking kicked and still does, so mm-hmm. I'll go with that. It's totally does. All right, show me... Tron Legacy. Yeah. Number oh, five. Nice. Nice. On the damn board here. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's another one I was thinking of? Uh. Let's go with. How many? Yeah, I need nine- to watch that movie and try and decide if I liked it or not. Yeah, I, I kind of need to revisit. It. I I like it. I watched it. Rewatched it recently, and I I liked it then, and I like it now. Now, if someone okay. says. Brian, is it a good movie? I'm like, oh, okay, so, so, there's things breaks. I like about it. Uh, there's things I really like about it. Um, I yeah. think visually yeah. and like the tone, you of know, it is I on, exactly, but. you know, I am a tone guy. I really yeah. like a good movie with a tone. The this tone that is was good. really super strong. I'll give you that. Yeah. In Tron. Um, Legacy. Boy, they, they really did miss the boat just barely on how well you could deep fake a character though. in CGI oh, they yeah. just, yeah. just missed it. Yeah. Just missed it. Um, all right. I don't know how many <laughs> nine year old girls we have in our, in our tadpole. <laughs> But I'm just gonna say it because it's one of the be- it's the best selling soundtrack of all time. I'll just say Frozen, mm-hmm. Frozen, Frozen Two, all the Frozens. Frozen. Interesting. Sure. All right, show me Frozen. Damn it! Oh, we do have some some nine year olds. Uh, well, we don't really. We have some nine parents of nine year olds. Nineteen, basically, right in that same little little. Uh, Tie at uh, 19, 20, 21, Frozen Garden State, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, right? All, all Damn. together. It's funny where we're all landing on those in the I 20s. Know. Yeah. Yeah. T- Could we Tim. try Lord of the Rings next? Ooh. What was it? Ooh, Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Oh, those are epic. Oh, That's L-O-T-R. pretty good. TR. All right. That's pretty good. Let's do some Lord of the Rings. Yeah. All right. Show me Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Good job, Tim. Yeah. Well done. Hey Tim, what do you think about uh, your 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 namesake Tim Burton's first Batman with the uh, Prince? What well, do you think Prince, about that one? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you're gonna do the bad dance. Yeah, I mean, it's none of it's <laughs> in actually. It's none of it's actually in it, is it? No, so there's only no. one of them in, in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right, but people like that Danny Elfman soundtrack. It was really good. Yeah. It was really. Good. Uh, what do you think, Tim? Is that a way to go? Yeah. Bad da- yeah, bad go look, so give us some. Well. Give us some prints. We want a bad dance a little bit. If it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Just, just go with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. True story. It's one of my least favorite things. That and Prince where ever did. I love Prince, and I've, I've this town needs an enema. Yeah, oh, no, whatever. that song is bad. The, it's, uh, I agree with Brian. It's bad. Man. It's a very bad song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, show me the Batman. Oh, uh, son of a bottle. Come on. Uh, Classic. No, but of all of uh, you know those those movies, Batman did rank the highest, uh, and it was where is it? A couple people said it. It's somewhere in this list. I can't find it right now. But uh, all right. Well, I'm going to stick yeah. with Kid Adjacent. Uh, sort of. Although I love it as an adult, which is why I think it might be on here. I'm going to say The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh that's God. a good that's one. 
That's a good one. Another Elfman. Please be on there. Very good. All right. Let's see where it plays. Show me The Nightmare Before Christmas. What? (laughs) Who are you people? I know. I am amazed that that isn't even in the top 20. Like, you don't get to Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Where is it? It's like... uh, Man. Where That's such it? a good soundtrack. I mean, I realize it it's, it's, it's kind of fantastic. seasonal, so I get why it's maybe not on all the time, but yeah, I love it. Um, this is Halloween. Hell, I, can I, can't remember, I can't remember if I did this, but my vote would have been for the original taking of... Helen one two three. Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, yeah. that original movie's but got a great soundtrack. I like that. I yeah. even like the. Remake. I like that movie. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, remake. I, I learned. I, I learned composition um, some years ago, oh. and, they, that's, and that's a serial. He uses a serial note row. Oh, that's if you cool. know about those wow. things. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I bet, um, so, but the thing is up there. Go ahead, Carpenter. Thing, sure, uh, maybe. Um, well, one that you said and didn't go with is on here. Show me number four. Gum it. The Greatest Showman. I uh, forgot it. I forgot I had said it. Yeah. I forgot I had said it. <laughs> One of my favorite songs from that is "Do You Want to Build a Showman?" Oh, you uh, know what else is going to be here? I just do realized. You build a showman? Can I can I do a guess that has no bearing on the win sure, or loss? Sure, of course. Uh, the other Baz Luhrmann thing, of course, the freaking um, uh, uh, the French one. What's wrong with me? Oh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, Moulin Rouge is on there. Oh, that's a Moulin really Rouge good one. Not in the top ten either. Yeah, oh, really. What? Yeah. As a matter of fact, is it even? I love that soundtrack so much. So is Not, it, oh, one person said it. Yeah. Is it the is it the overplayed crap like Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, and that kind of stuff that I like? Pulp oh, Fiction shit. number seven. Oh shit! Yep. shit. Uh, number six really surprised me. Makes me think I need to go back because I guess it's a lot of um, it's a lot of heavy heavier rock. Uh, the Crow soundtrack at number. Oh, that's six. a really good one. Actually, that is a yeah. good one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, How about the uh, faculty? That was a good one. The faculty not on the top. Uh, Inception number eight. Oh, really? I wouldn't the have thought of that. Faculty. No one's putting the faculty in there. A- he said it was. Did people, did people pick the faculty at all? No. Uh, the faculty. Somebody did say the faculty. That's right. Yeah. He got some amazing Allison Chains song in there. Another brick in the wall. Shut up. Probably done away. Uh, no, probably zero. Zero uh, mentions actually of the faculty <laughs> now that I now that I do the search. Sorry. Uh, number nine. Interstellar, so they love in that. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've Inception, Interstellar. I just don't think of those as something that I would. I would, I would think, you know, that uh, yeah, it does work. Sure, probably yeah. stuff you put sure, on yeah. when you're working, so you don't get lyrics like nothing distracting out of there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but Inception would freak me out. I'd be like, the, am I in an Inception? I can't stop thinking right. about it. Does it? The, what I'm curious about is, does the movie go bong all the time? Like, or is, is that in the uh, in the soundtrack? What's that? T- the, there's a song on the Inception soundtrack. It's not really a song, but a, a part of the soundtrack called "Time." It's toward the end of the album. It's also toward oh, yeah. the end of the movie, or is it the end of the movie? And that little montage of coming back from the airport and the top spinning at the end and all that. That is one of the best. Mm-hmm. Sounding coolest sounding things in the yeah. history of music yeah. and movies. Oh yeah, so good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that on later. I got to do some work this afternoon, some uh, a lot of typing and writing and stuff, and uh, can't have any any lyrics. So for me, it's going to be the Inception soundtrack. Well, I mean, try it. The only I downside mean, is it's short. It's the only thing I don't like about it. It's only like yeah. three minutes long. I wish it was like big extended. Epic oh, thing. that song is only three minutes. Yeah. yeah, but maybe they use that those musical cues in other parts of the soundtrack. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't listen. Are you worried? Are you worried it'll take up too much brain bandwidth if you're listening to the Batman? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it, I, I just can't do it. It's like 
And it's really just that one song. It's just Bat Dance, but it just it irritates the crap out of me. Because it's so, you know, the reason is, is because it feels like it's not Prince. It's barely Prince. It's yeah. backup singers going, Bat Dance. Bat it's, dance. it's audio clips from the movie. It's um, like uh, repeated sounds over and over. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it? Yeah. And yeah. it's and so little prints. And you look at the stuff he did right before that. You look at the stuff he did right after that. Hey, so hey, much yeah, but yeah. They, yeah. they can't all be winners. No, no they can't. They can't. Also, yeah. he's just paying the bills. That was just a way to pay stuff off, man. There was no way he was. His heart wasn't in that. But he, yeah. but he looks so cool in that one. Well, looking the video cool. was awesome. We're looking cool and sounded cool. Two different things, man. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, all. It was all about the look back then. Of hey, Ibig, you yes. know what I did? You know what, <laughs> what I did last? You know what I did last night? What'd you do last night? I, I came home with uh, some REM CDs I picked up from the thrift store and I just sat there and sipped my hot tea and with the lights turned off with this the Christmas tree lights on and just sat there and focused on the albums. That you was in you the in dark? the corner? That was him in the corner. Well, man, well, well, did you not Christmas even spotlight? Lights, with with Christmas lights. <laughs> uh, I, see it. I see what you did there. Uh, well, it's the well, end of your world. and Automatic for the fine. people, baby. Is that the one you got? Yeah. Automatic for the They're people. One of them. Yeah. 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 Dude, oh, REM rocks, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's none of it. No way. They like. used to, they put so many songs on that freaking album. I just think I, every time the next song come out, like, is it, is there's another song? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Jesus. You used to get, yeah. used to get more for your eight bucks or whatever you paid back then for. Yeah. I, I paid, things. I paid 50 cent. Oh, 50, 50 cent. 50 geez. cent. Wait, wait, eight bucks. Well, wait, wait a minute. Eight bucks for a CD? No, well, you obviously thinking, didn't go I'm, into Sam Goody. I'm thinking yeah, of tapes. 13, 15 bucks for a CD yeah. there. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of tapes. I used to buy tapes for eight bucks mm. at Strawberry yeah. Records and REM's Automatic for the People. My first version of that was definitely a tape. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't even know if there were. Were there CDs when Automatic for the People came out? I don't think so. Um, There probably was. I remember one, one of my friends, he was. He had all the latest technology, and he had a CD way before. Was a later one, yeah. I think because even green, even green came out on CD. Nineteen ninety-two. There were definitely because the first CD was like uh, Born in the USA. Yeah, yeah, that was like eighty-five or 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 Abba, the arrival by Abba. One of those two. It depends on who you ask. What the uh, the first CD ever pressed was? Yeah, long time. (laughs) Really? There's a thing. There's a argument about who's who. There, it just really depends, right? Like if. a lot of sources say "Born in the USA." Uh, well, but, uh, Americans, real Americans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's yeah, there's ABBA is another one. I'm looking, let me pull it up right now. Here. Speaking of which, real so, Americans who forget the actual meaning of the lyrics of "Born in the USA," they all think it's a rah rah oh, anthem, know. and yeah. it's not. It is so <laughs> not. So, so much not. Yeah. Yes. But they all think it is because they're stupid as rocks. It's dumb as rocks, Scott. Dumb, dumb as rocks. Hey, look, stupid as, as rocks. rocks is as stupid does. Uh, wow. Well, this is great. Here's the here's the important part. Fletcher would have his way by saying this. Congratulations, you're a winner, Tim. You've won, and I feel real good about that. Uh, can't think of a nicer dude to give some codes to. Brian will be sending yeah, this to you via Discord here shortly. Yeah, and uh, he's already got them. They're already already there. Oh, All right, fantastic. you guys want to hear? Here's why there's all this this um this uh. Uh, kerfuffle over the initial CD. So the first test pressing was a recording of Richard Strauss's An Alpine Symphony. So that was the Mm -hmm. test pressing. The world presentation took place at Salzburg, home of Sound of Music. And Salisbury. uh, With a... uh, 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, no mention of what the CD was there. The first public demonstration was on the BBC program Tomorrow's World, and they had a copy of the Bee Gees' Lying Eye, Living Eyes on CD that they used for that demonstration. Mm. The first commercial compact disc was produced on August 17th, 1982. It was Chopin Waltzes performed by Claudio Aro, but the first 50 titles were released in Japan on October 1st, the first of which was a re-release of Billy Joel's 52nd Street. Oh Ooh. my gosh. Wow. It's uh, The first artist to sell a million copies on CD was Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Fantastic album. Yeah. Uh, the first major artist to have their entire catalog converted to CD was David Bowie. Wow. Um, I'll do the Yeah, no mention of Bruce Springsteen catalog. in this article. Yeah. I'll do the, the whole the thing. The trigger I know about CDs is that they are the length they are because they wanted to put the Beethoven's Ninth Symphony on them. Oh, um, that's cool. As CD. That's the so standard. That's, why, uh, that's, that's the, why. That's why they're as long as they are. Wow. Eighty-one minutes or whatever is there. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, did either. Yeah. Well, we've all learned a little something today. Yeah. Uh, we hope you at home. I feel did as smarter well. for it. Yeah, Tim, you've been awesome. Thanks, dude, and I hope we have yeah, you Tim. on again. Hey, Brian. Uh, on Friday, you and I will be sitting down to talk a little play retro time about a fantastic old ass game. Do you want to tell the fine folks at home what we're doing? Absolutely. We're going back to 1993. Was that 30 years ago now? X-Wing. Ah, remember mm, that one? Yeah. The X-Wing series? We're yeah. just going to cover the first one because, my God, I'm no good at it. So it's taken me all week <laughs> to get through even half of the first game. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. So it's, it's a flight sim. It was the first, uh, it was the first game, uh, first Star Wars from Lucas the game the games came out. it Lucas was the first games, one yeah, yeah because yeah. They, they finally got it back from Rotorblend the the rights for games and stuff and it was right. the first one that came out yeah and it was yeah, a huge man. hit people love it yeah. and uh, later you'd get uh tie fighter uh and then x-wing versus tie fighter and and like this the series would go on but we're going to focus on those beginnings and um talk about why that's such an influential series and also get so stoked for get stoked for the possible remake that has been ru- uh, rumored which i yes! know true and if you look out if you're out there uh, you can find X-Wing VM, which is like a modern rescanning of of it, and it looks so good. You can even do it in VR. Um, I got my flight stick out. I had a lot of fun this week, and I even stopped by the thrift store, and just coincidentally, they had a Satek full setup for flight stuff. The Whoa, whole thing. The, the, that's the, cool, the, huh? the control. I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. And they said, but you. <laughs> then they said you must, and I was like, you'll find out Friday. Did if you, I did, did you? Well, did you really? Oh my gosh, you bought more of that shit, didn't you? Where are well, you? I, I don't know. We'll find out Friday. We'll oh find out. All right, all right. Everybody, hold on till Friday at two thirty Mountain Time, or no, one thirty Mountain Time is our new time. So be there for that, and uh, we'll do it on frogpants.tv live, or check the podcast out at frogpants.com/slash/play/retro. Brian, kiss our butts. No, we'll see you. you next time. Oh, I should have said Merry <laughs> Christmas because we won't see him before Christmas. Oh yeah, I mean Merry we will, Christmas, Brian, but. And not the normal. Well, you'll talk to him on Friday. I won't see him. Yeah, you won't see him. him Yeah, it's the last time you'll ever see Brian Dunaway. Last time I'll ever see him. Well, that was fun. Good job, Tim. Let's play a little news time stuff. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by 
Hey there, Tadpool. Maybe it's much too early in the game, but I thought I would ask you just the same. What are you doing New Year's, New Year's Eve? Uh, whatever. <laughs> if you follow uh, September on Twitch at twitch.tv slash 9 of 12, it's going to be a great New Year's event and for a great cause. An hour before the TMS stream for Extra Life, T uh, September will be joined by Cyrenex, The Gen, Sign, Red Fraggle, and that one weirdo to raise money for children's miracle network while playing keep talking and no one explodes that's at 11 30 a.m est then at 10 35 p.m est tune in again to nine of 12's channel while she does a very special launch event with co-host sean wayland of their new podcast tipple theory mm -hmm. and raises even more money follow today and turn on your notifications do it for the children yeah and we get closer to that, Brian, and I'll make sure everybody knows our time for uh, oh, stuff. for sure, yeah, yeah. By the way, congratulations on uh, on the new podcast, uh, Sean and uh, September. Mm -hmm. And gotta say, I'm proud that it uh, originated. That the the genesis of it happened during America's Next Top Podcaster. Ooh, it metastasized from that. It came out That's of right. there. Great, great. Oh wow, what a terrific way to describe <laughs> that. <laughs> You know, like the thing, or like like no. the alien no. that burst from the chest of Ripley. Yeah, that's, and then... that's better. I like that one a little better. But uh, yeah. there you go. I like it. Uh, well, check that out. That sounds awesome. Stoked for you guys. Uh, let's get to the story. The most dangerous states for driving during the Christmas and Thanksgiving holidays. Are you ready to learn how bad Colorado might be? Yeah. Or whatever. Oh God, yeah. Colorado is bad traffic wise. It is. It has been horrendous. Yeah, we're having. I don't it. like being out on the road. <clears throat> Keep me out of my lift, people. Yeah, be, be, become patrons of all, all the shows we do. Yeah, let's get holy that, crap. Let's get that better, so you never have to drive again. Yeah. Um, motor vehicle crash fatalities by holiday in general happen like this. So from 2017 to 2021, this is, this is how long they've been tracking this particular set of data. Thanksgiving, uh, 2,456. That's the highest uh, on average. Labor Day. This is nationwide. Labor Day, 2351, uh, 4th of July, 2345, Memorial Day, 2191, and Christmas, 1680. Christmas is the lowest of the uh, traffic oh, fatality okay. stuff. Um, more than 32,000 lives in total were lost to motor vehicle crashes in the months of November through December across those five years uh, at a rate of about 1.2 fatal crashes per 100 million miles driven. So it's still, wow. you know, it's low yeah. percentage-wise, but you don't want to play that lottery, okay? Yeah, um, right. Let's see. Uh, Massachusetts is the deadliest state to drive in November and December with 0.61 crash fatalities per 100 million uh, miles driven in the state between 2017 and 2021. You're in the least deadly state. Oh, I read that as most. Whoops. Sorry, Minnesota, yeah. Massachusetts. I gave you a little shit you didn't deserve. <laughs> they're, they're the best. So it's like, oh, man. So they, I've got the colors completely backwards on here. But yeah, yep. Massachusetts. Then after that, you got Minnesota. And then Utah's the third best record. Which surprised me because we're always wiping out shit on our freeways. But whatever. <laughs> I guess my perception's I think, wrong. I think it's because nobody has to go very far to get to their family's houses for Thanksgiving, Christmas, any of that stuff. I guess so. Because they all live right there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Utah's, we're pretty spread out, though. I don't know. And it's I, yeah. I feel like we're weird. That's kind of anomalous. Because those other ones, they sound like they're more populated, right? Minnesota, Massachusetts, tightly packed. Yeah. Closer, I would think. I don't know. But why am I on this list? I don't know. Rhode Island, New Jersey, and New Hampshire, and uh, uh, in Connecticut are also in the top 10 safest. Now nice. let's get to the, the most dangerous. 
Yeah. Uh, things get a little gnarly <laughs> poor, here. Poor, uh, poor Brian, poor Bobby. Yeah. They're poor, in the worst poor, spot. Poor the South, basically. Yeah. Uh, much, yeah. South Carolina, deadly estate to drive in November, December with more than 1.9. Yeah. They cracked the full percentage point uh, between yeah. that time and this and the 2021. Mississippi, Louisiana, Montana, and Florida complete the five most dangerous list. Yeah. Those other ones like Louisiana, Missouri, <laughs> Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, they're all dark. Montana is alone kind of up there, you know, darkest of all of the northwestern states. And I think it's just because of their lack of speed limit on um, on their highways in mm-hmm. Montana. Mm-hmm. Like, drive drive whatever speed you want. And people think, oh, well, let's see how far my cat, my how fast my car can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no uh, kidding. You know, it's weird, yeah. though. They don't they don't really say in here. I don't know why they don't include the first, because that's your drinking holiday, you know? The first, the first of January. That's not in this data. Oh, nobody drinks on the first of January. They well, the on, night before. Uh, New Year's you know Eve. It, yeah, yeah. So, I guess that. If, yeah, but yeah, no. You think right? New Year's Eve should be on here as well. It and if they're surprising. counting that in December numbers, then Christmas is still less. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They didn't. It's weird how they did it. Yeah, uh, check yeah it, this is, out. it is funny because right, you think. Thanksgiving, Labor Day, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Christmas, New Year's Eve needs to be on this list, and it's it's a it's definitely an omission to not have it be in there because I'd argue it's probably higher than Thanksgiving as oh, far yeah. as uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, here's a crazy bit. This is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. The holiday month motor vehicle crash fatalities by gender, mm-hmm. 2017 to okay. 2021, v- wildly male. Yeah. Wildly male. Now they do it by age group. Uh, so at 16, obviously, this chart goes. Yeah. Um, and the men go bananas. They're at the 500 level on this chart. 200 for women is where they peak. Um, and then they they both kind of decline in the same way. And then they start to narrow down. As you get to be real old, you, you're getting into yeah. accents. About High the same 70s. Rate. You're starting to the numbers are starting to join together a little bit. A little close in the 40. 44 to 48 range mm-hmm. like that's where men kind of dip and and women only slightly dip yeah. so they get a little bit closer but yeah i mean you look at the uh the the youngsters the uh the the teens to uh early 30s and they're just like way up there yeah let me put this up for the chat so they can see this this is crazy this chart mm-hmm. i i love data like this because i just i'm yeah. dying to understand it um my yeah. guess is it's uh there's a lot to read into this yeah, um, but I, yeah. I don't have all the info here. Like, I don't know what rate of men drive versus women in, in terms of actual mm-hmm. sure. driving. Sure. Also, how many of these fatalities up in the upper echelon were men driving with women as passengers? And it just so happened to be that the man was driving. Like, I had a lot. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> I got a lot of questions. Or, or women driving where the men are always in the passenger seat because they fall asleep if they tend to drive. Yeah, like yeah. me. That's I'm yeah. one. I'm one of those low numbers with my wife driving. Yeah. I guess I'm a no number because I haven't died. Um, <laughs> let's see. There is the this one. Number of deaths in motor vehicle crashes per 100,000 people. Uh, Ten dangerous states. We talked about the top few. Let's get the rest. Uh, South Carolina, Mississippi, Louisiana, Montana, Florida, Oregon, New Mexico. Uh, at eight, we have Oklahoma, Arkansas, and at number 10, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arizona really was a mess. That's <laughs> I don't like this, this hexagonal... Uh, map they put in here by the way mm. I think it's horrible why not just use a regular map and, and color in the areas because look at the the um, 
Location of Colorado to Utah on that little hexagonal Oh, map. yeah, look at that. Look at this chat. This it's is... like, apparently Colorado shares a border with Nevada, and uh, Utah is southeast of Colorado. Yeah, what is this, Warhammer 40K tabletop layout? Right. Like, I don't exactly. like this. Exactly. Like, we're playing Risk? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't like this. This is dumb the way yeah. they did it. Why don't we just yeah. do the state There's and put no the reason. number? There's no reason to. Yeah, just do... I guess I guess it makes the states like the uh, the New England states a little bit bigger, so you can see how Massachusetts compares to Vermont, for example. Oh, that's a good point. And then California, Rhode Island, is, is yeah. big and stuff. California yeah. and Texas aren't like gigantic. Yeah, it would but, be cool uh, if the whole country was laid out like this, though. <laughs> would it actually kind of would be? Yeah, yeah. everybody would yeah. be four. Cor- they'd have a three corners in every state. You could go visit <laughs> every every state has has multiple three corners. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So depending yeah. on which what side you live closest to, you just go over there. Yeah, unless you live on the coast, you've got you know six three corners that you can go visit. I'm I'm down for this future. <laughs> uh, that is going to do it for today's news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Tom's tech time, recommendals, and more. Stick around, Brian. You have a song we can play in the meantime. I do, and and just like TMS, uh, which is the place that makes me happy. I'm quickly trying to pull up my notes because um, I didn't do that while we were talking about that last mm-hmm. uh, news article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, a little bit of a uh, you know a uh, a stall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. I recognize it. It's uh, familiar it? to me. Oh my god! And I'm still not there. It is right there. Ah, whew. okay. Whew. Uh, the Moss. This is a band that is selling out their winter tour dates. This is a uh, song that is just thriving on radio and people's playlists. These guys are based in a faraway land called Salt Lake City. A uh, band called The Moss. They've uh, Man, they've thundered through the beginning of their December tour dates with a streak of sold-out shows uh, all over the East Coast, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Boston, New York City, Charlottesville, Nashville. Um, but uh, home home uh, there with, uh, with our, our friend Scott Johnson. Aww. This is their uh, new song. It's called The Place That Makes Me Happy. It's already approaching top 25 on alternative radio. <laughs> Remember radio, folks? Um, <laughs> So check it out now. It's also been at Spotify added it to their Alt Now playlist, and Apple added it to Alt Control. Um, I'm going to start my own podcast called Alt Delete. Here is The Moss and their song, The Place That Makes Me Happy. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side.
searching for the place that makes me right Shampoo Body on Tap gives your hair super body, super hold. Brewed with one-third real beer. Wow. But don't drink it. Now hold on just a second, lady. And we return. Tell me about the Moss again. Sure. The band is The Moss. They're from Salt Lake City, and that's their brand new song, The Place That Makes Me Happy. Mm, I got their band page up, chat. Look at this hairdo going on with our singer. It's pretty... It's like uh, a little uh, blonde mullet. Yep. Bringing it back, baby. Bringing mm-hmm. it back. I have heard of The Moss around here, but I've never heard their music. I've heard of the band. Well, I should probably check Now them you've out. heard their music, or, or when you put the show together, you will you will have heard their music. Yeah. It's I mean, good, I, I good really, stuff. I really like the Aces. I really like Brother, and yeah. I'll probably like... The Moss. I'll You'll check probably it out. like these guys too. I wonder if when they roll down a hill, they gather any other band members. Because <laughs> a Moss, you know, a Stone. Yeah, oh, never mind. They should open for the Rolling Stones, right? And Ding. Then they can say there the you Rolling go. Stones. That's a much yeah. better idea than mine. <laughs> um, all right, Tom Merritt uh, on his way in. We're gonna get that going, and uh, that'll be fun. Always a pleasure having him around. So watch for that happening shortly when I push the button that corresponds with his name. We want Tom. Yeah, we do. It's Tom Merritt, everybody. He is. Uh, here today to talk about technology news because that's what he does every day but he's doing it today because you know wednesdays are no exception tom merritt welcome back to the program wednesdays wednesdays are exceptional Mm, they are exceptional Mm -hmm. uh because exceptional it's it's on it's when i'm on usually unless i'm deathly ill like last week but um are you better you sound better better. i sound better yesterday i sounded pretty not better but today i sound better Yeah, you sound way better than that uh, voice message you sent Some me. Some people would say worse yeah. is the word you're or looking for. Or worse is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I sent Tom a, a quick little voice memo the other day to capture how, 
how garbly I got. How very white you sounded. Yeah. I should have had you do a bunch of voice work for me. <laughs> I know. I missed a real window there for uh, late year <laughs> uh, revenue <laughs> possibilities. But uh, instead, I'm feeling much better and looking forward to being on today. Um, I assume you're you're out there with your tech shopping cart finding all sorts of stuff to cover. What's going on? Indeed. Uh, so Sony uh, recorded its best ever November for the PlayStation console and is out there just uh, touting and leaking and, and crowing about how good the PS5 is doing. Uh, mm-hmm. It had set a target of selling 25 million PS5 consoles in the in its current fiscal year. Companies have these weird things where their fiscal year ends not on December 31st, so Sony's ends on March 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to sell 25 million uh, by then, uh, and it looks like they probably will. Uh, it, uh, according to... Uh, an interview with Eric Lempel, who's the uh, vice president for global marketing at Sony, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment specifically, uh, said, given the momentum we've had in November and a lot of what we're seeing in December, we're feeling very good about sales overall. And they're ex- especially, especially good especially. when you compare them uh, to the Xbox. Mm. Uh, PS5 sales grew 65%, according to Ampere, over this year. Xbox sales fell 15 percent particularly in europe oh wow Uh, they just bottomed out uh so the ps5 has outsold the xbox series x and s by about three to one wow it's pretty good also they they've always kind of had a lock on europe they've xbox has had a hard time over there penetrating it worse in japan there i guess yeah um but that's good to hear for them i feel like they owe um well, I guess they're owned by them now, but their own they they owe the studio behind um, Spider Man a lot of money, and the reason I say that is because Insomniac is literally carrying the PS Five right now. There yeah. has been very little other than third party stuff that's great on both on everybody's platforms. There's very little PS Five this year to speak of, but Insomniac keeps putting out these amazing hits that just carry those guys through the holidays. I think that's great, and they better never lay those people off. I better never hear any news about Sony doing layoffs at Insomniac because they don't deserve it. They're carrying your console right now. So be thankful for those guys, okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about Insomniac getting targeted uh, later today, but if they were to suffer, it would be because of that, not because uh, of sales. And they, they certainly were the supplier of a lot of, of Sony's success. I think there are other reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. I think there's some other things about the PS5 that made people who were going to choose, choose it. Um, and it is setting us up for what I think will be a leapfrog situation where Microsoft probably is already betting on the cloud yeah. uh, and oh, yeah. not that worried that the Xbox is falling behind. Not that they're happy about it and they're, they're going to want to try to stay in the race. But I think Microsoft is more focused on we believe gaming is going to happen uh, as a service not as a console uh, for that much longer. And uh, and Sony could risk being left behind because they don't really have a solid cloud strategy. I mean, they have one, but it's it's not nearly as developed as Microsoft's. Yeah, it'd be interesting if my theory ends up coming true, which is, it's, it aligns with yours. I think that this is true. Microsoft's services in games is growing. Their reliance on the hardware end of things is drooping. Uh, and sales reflect that. Um, 
I could foresee a future where if Microsoft does at some point, I don't know if they ever do this, this is the real hitch for it, but if they ever decide to bow out of the hardware race, that does open up the possibility that Game Pass as a service could show up on something like a PlayStation Absolutely. 5 and 6. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it would really put Sony in a position of being the, the lead hardware platform for the foreseeable future, minus Nintendo, which is always there. Um, that could be a really interesting future. But as I say it, it, something about it doesn't sound right. It feels like Microsoft might be more willing to take losses on hardware to always have a hardware solution that's just yeah. in the wings, but still rely on the growth of services, which Game Pass is a part of and Cloud is a part of. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a. It's kind of one of the weirder, not transitions because it's not really a transition, but it's there is there's something with this that's as as unique as we've ever seen in the business at the turn mm-hmm. of a platform. So this it, it this, feels yeah. a little bit like Nokia touting how dominant it is in cell phone sales in 2006. Yeah, a little bit. A little I, bit. I, that's probably too uh, too close of a metaphor, but uh, but yeah, I. I think Sony will have lots of hardware options. Uh, they they make com, you know they they make a lot of hardware. They have sensors. They have a lot of latitude and, and advantages that Microsoft does not have. Mm-hmm. You know, Microsoft as a hardware maker is really just a boutique maker. The Xbox is probably the one that has the most development in it. The Surface stuff is really just meant to be, you know, flagships. You know, demonstration models uh, that HP and Acer and Asus and all the rest uh, copy off of. So, I don't think we're going to see the Xbox become that. But I don't know. There's there's a whole handheld console burgeoning market there with the Steam Deck and even the Switch mm-hmm. uh, and the Switch 2, which we'll probably see next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I'm very curious what Sony and, and Microsoft are going to do about that. Microsoft's obviously going to make its cloud gaming available on whatever platforms they are, but right. doesn't it want to have a Surface game platform too? I would love a Surface handheld. I would think that would be a really smart move for them. But at the same time, you know, Microsoft has spent their entire existence making a thing that OEMs to everybody. And I'm not saying yeah. we're quite there yet, but there is a potential future. We've tried this before with 3DO, and there have been other consoles in the past that have attempted this and failed to some degree. But the idea of third-party game system makers, either tied to your television, portable or dockable or both or whatever, yep, could that this could be the time that that actually works. And the service, unlike the OS, although they could provide that too, I suppose, but the the, the back end could be a Microsoft-provided back end, and that just fits yeah. within the Microsoft business model. I don't know why they, they wouldn't pursue that. So I don't know. It's going to get They're weird. all cloud all the time. And AI, which I don't know how that plays into this, but that is one of Microsoft's biggest area of developments after cloud. So yeah. I would keep an eye on what they decide to do with video games there too. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Well, today we're going to talk about this Insomniac leak a little bit more, uh, along with a whole slate of other great stories. Tom, is there anything else happening that you'd like folks to know about? Yeah, uh, keep reminding folks that if you if you really want uh, my take on tech uh, directly, just just from me, and and some people don't. That's why we do daily tech news show, <laughs> so we can get a lot of other uh, a lot of other perspectives. But if you're like, man, I re- I really want to just hear what Tom thinks. Uh, I've got a free tech newsletter, freetechnewsletter.com. It comes out free once a week, uh, and if you want it every day, that's that's available for a paid subscription as well. So go check that out, freetechnewsletter.com. You'll get it on Thursday. Fantastic. Tom Merritt, Merry Christmas. 
Merry okay. Christmas, Scott and Brian. Yeah, yeah, we want you to just have the merriest of possible Christmases. Oh, you too. Bye now. <laughs> uh, all right. Aww. Aww. It's cute, right? It's adorable. It's very cute. Like very cute. Yeah. Let's get... Uh, oh, yeah. Recommendals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. stuff I want to hear about in this today. Right. Not that I don't, you know, I always, there's always stuff in here I want to hear, but yeah. uh, in particular, uh, there's a couple things I really do want to hear about. And we're going to go ahead and start that call, get these guys in here and play this. Well, what do you recommend? Ah, uh, yes, that's the sound of recommendals spinning up. And we have with us Randy Jordan today. Hello, Randy. Good morning, morning stream. Hello, Scott, Brian, hi. and Nicole. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm Nicole's fine. here as well. Hi, Nicole Spagnolo. <laughs> hi. How are you? Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi. Nice, hi. nice to hi. meet you. I'm as good. Well. I'm great. Morning, 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 morning yeah. stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good, Randy. You did. Sorry, I, was, I was doing a Randy. Yeah. That was very good. That was very good. It's not bad. Keep workshopping that. Um, you guys are here again, and that means time for us to recommend stuff. And you might think some of these could be Christmas recommendals. Maybe they are. You'll have to wait and see. Ooh, yeah, we're about to find out. One. <laughs> uh, but we take reco- one. <laughs> we, we take stuff from streaming services and we recommend them. And we always start with Brian. Brian, tell us about your clip and what we're doing here. Yeah, this is one that uh, it's a movie. Uh, it just came out the beginning of this month. Uh, jumped on it because the premise sounded really intriguing and and um, I really like uh, the actors that are in this thing. Um, you're going to hear a couple of those actors in this little clip right here. All right, here we go. I'm so sorry to bother you. Hello? Hi. I'm so sorry to bother you. In case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I help you? I know it's late. Uh, Knock at the doorway out here. Couldn't decide if you should knock at the front door or the side door, and this went on for some time. I thought we should try the side door because it has glass, and you've seen us, and you've known we're we're just. Uh, you must be Amanda. Uh, Amanda Sanford, right? You you two know each other? No, we have not had the pleasure of meeting face to face. I'm I'm G H, G H Scott. George. He's George. That's how it reads in his email. (laughs) Forgive me. I forgot. See, this is why I much prefer life before the internet. Because we would have spoken on the phone, we'd have recognized my voice and known that this is our house. Oh, hello. I'm sorry? Uh, This is our house. I'm the George you emailed back and forth with. No, I, I remember the name. I just... This is... This is your house. So that's Aaron Brockovich talking to Blade. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Julia Roberts. Uh, there's Amanda Mahersha Ali. Incredible uh, work from him as GH or George. You hear a little tiny bit of Ethan Hawke there as uh, Amanda's husband, Clay, and uh, the daughter of um, Mahersha Ali's GH uh, Scott is uh, Mihala. Um, it's a fairly you know small cast for this thing because – this takes place at a somewhat remote Airbnb. This family, uh, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke, and their their two kids have rented this this spot, this little vacation, just to kind of get away for, from uh, things for a while. And as they get there, they realize that um, maybe uh, some weird things are going on. Is Sorry, that, that's all right. It's Mark. It's Mark. I'm closing the door. Could you could you ask him? Mark to is barking. It sounds like he's barking, but I think it's wood. It like right? he, no, he's, he's hammering. He's, he's hammering wood. Yeah, that's yeah. what he. That's what he does. That's Just what he ask does. him to whisper for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, so they're they're in this uh, this Airbnb, and uh, all of a sudden things stop working. The router stops working, which really bums the daughter out because she wants to. She's been she's been binging Friends, and she wants to watch the series finale. Um, but also, their you know their their phone signals are even uh, getting cut off, and uh, weird things start happening around this house. Not, of course, the least of which are its two owners. Uh, coming back and asking if they can come back and stay in their own house while the people who are renting it uh, via Airbnb are, are there as well. Um, some uh, some some things that you want to know going in. Um, this is a very suspenseful paced film. I was talking with um, uh, someone in the Tadpool earlier in Discord, Racer951Y, about uh, the pacing. He didn't care for the pacing didn't didn't like it. Is it slow? Um, it's a slowly it's a slow paced movie okay. and it sets up what I what I consider to be some incredible suspense because you are finding out about what's happening in the world through these people as opposed to the way you'd find out about in other movies where it would cut to the government and here's what's going on here or cut to All the right. police or cut to someplace else. You you are basically just as in the dark literally and figuratively as um as this family and it, the the information it gives yeah. me the hap- it gives me the happening vibes is that accurate remember the happening uh, other than yeah, being shitty yeah. other than being terrible with the happening right. I mean yes yeah. very uh <laughs> yeah it's it's got it, kind of that that um confusing what yes. the hell's going on from don't... that aspect yes yes uh yeah. happening I still don't is probably know what happened in comparison. that movie yeah. Well, and and that's um, I won't say that that um, this has an ending you might not expect. It does. It has an ending you you might not be uh, waiting for. But I think for me, it was a um, a compelling ending, satisfying ending. I don't know, but a compelling ending. It's a movie that you think about. Did a you lot say the after. name of the movie? Oh God, did I? I don't think I did. She's sorry. <laughs> Christine Fletcher is hastily typing an email right yeah, now. Uh, Leave the World Behind is the name of the film. There and it's go. on Netflix. Came out really quickly in theaters, probably so that it could uh, potentially capture um, uh, awards and things like that and qualify as a motion picture release. But just came out on Netflix officially on uh, at the end of November, beginning of December. Um, how's how's uh, it's based it says, off a book? Yeah, too, based it is book. based on a book, and they the only yeah. thing it looks like they changed from the book is that Mahershala's uh, daughter it's her is his daughter instead of his wife that comes back to the house. Mm. So what's to Kevin Bacon's role? What's he do? I see he's in the cast. He uh, he plays a um, uh, a another person who kind of lives on the outskirts, somebody that uh, Mahershala is familiar with, and. Uh, and kind of represents um, one extreme level of um, of of what people re- how people react in the situation that's caused by this movie. Interesting. So, yeah. could when it's but it's a small part. So you might you might even call it's it, a small part. It's like ba- I mean, a bit part, like bacon, like bacon bits almost is what you're. Ba- you get bacon bits <laughs> okay, okay. exactly, got not it. the kind you got in uh, Wild Things, but you get a different. Kind oh, of bacon different bits. kind of bacon bits. Okay, different kind of bacon bits. <laughs> <laughs> Cheshire Cat Forty Two says, "I've heard this movie is shite and a waste of time." 
Um, you would no, hear I mean, that. If you look at the, yeah. <laughs> uh, I even brought that up uh, before. Like the, uh, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, you'll find the critical reviews are in the seventies. Like it's a you know fairly good score for critical reviews, but you find that the a lot of the audience reviews are low. And part of the reason for that is because it's co-produced by um, Barack and Michelle Obama. Yeah, Higher Ground. Um, so yeah, any anything made by Higher Ground gets review bombed by people who come from specific websites. They post the really? exact same. They copy paste the same review. You go look at Google reviews for this thing. Yeah. There's like over seven thousand reviews. Over four thousand of them are one star reviews. The same exact copy. Yeah, they yeah they exactly. they have a deal with Netflix. This this new company, this production company of theirs, to make a number of things. There was a documentary he hosted about something with animals i don't remember what it was it was like a nature documentary oh no it was our it was national parks is what it was mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean I, honestly i don't know how i don't care who the ex-president is if they have a production right. company and they're making content this will happen yeah exactly no matter what side of the side of things, it never matters it's just it's just the, so you know i don't i don't know why they're in this business to begin with because you're just going to get heat for it but whatever now only now the, to clarify though that's not the only reason uh, that's not the only complaint people have some people um probably you know don't care about the production company and were unhappy with the pacing of the ending the uh, the person i mentioned uh racer um uh racer uh uh, didn't like it because of the slow pacing and um, uh, and the ending. Or actually, I guess he didn't mention the ending. He didn't like the simplistic uh, commentary, social commentary. I think um, I disagree. I felt like the pacing added so much suspense to this thing that it really, really, um, really created a very, very compelling story. That guy who directed it. I know this guy's name. Why do I know this? Oh, he's the Mister Robot guy. That's what oh, it right. is. The executive producer oh, of Mr. Really? Robot. Right. Oh, that's cool. And did Sad that did, did it have that f- vibe? You know, a little bit. Yeah, a okay. little bit of that. Yeah, because uh, Mr. Robot was very. I mean, there's a very tech heavy, of course, component to Mr. Robot. There is in this one as well, mm-hmm. and there's a um, a pacing that I think Mr. Robot had as well. That knowing that, yeah, there's a little bit of a. I'd say there's a little bit of a pacing consistency between the two. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that name going, oh, that guy, I know him. That's why I know him. Uh, awesome. All right. So that's Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, Leave the World Behind and uh, Cheshire Cat 42. Yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> if you, if you're, you know, you're going into it kind of based on what you've heard about and what you know about it. If you're, if it's not for you, you know, it's not for you. So definitely don't uh, worry about seeing it. Yeah. But if, uh, if, uh, the rest of the folks out there like suspense and kind of like these perspective from a uh, uh, kind of a mysterious, suspenseful perspective from um, movies like this, uh, almost almost one location kind of movies, then I think you'll get a kick out of it. So I have one final question. I like end yeah. times kind of society upside down stuff. I like then, apocalypse. Then I stuff. think you'd like this. Well, let me, so let me ask this you this though. If you, I this like, kind of gets you there. Yeah. If I like that, here's the reason I like that though. Usually yeah. I have to have yeah. someone to root for. Does this give me people to root for or are they unlikable a-holes? No, 100% <laughs> the person like Mahershala Ali is absolutely the person in this movie that you, you love, you, you, support you're like oh my god this is this is who i'd want to be in a situation like this julia roberts is paranoid and kind of 
on the edge and and kind of goes into this thing with a lot of trepidation probably has some some baggage but the fact that these people are just showing up in the middle of the night wanting to be back in their house kind of already sets her off and and she never fully recovers from that um you kind of root for ethan hawk as well as her husband so i think uh, between you know you've definitely got people to root for in this thing ethan hawk mahershala ali especially okay and uh all right that's usually a a key for me i have to have that there you we we are still firmly entrenched in this in the era of mystery theater thrillers being uh ripping off black mirror and i'm all for it i'm all for it yeah 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 i am too yeah c-spawn c-spawn who said that he really enjoyed it also said uh um it's it's hitchcock-esque and i would say yeah kind of in the way um rope it reminded me a little bit of rope by alfred hitchcock famously one you know it was made to look like that was done without any cuts. It was one one long take. Rope is obviously there are ways that Hitchcock faked that, but right. um, but that's what this kind of reminded me of. There's something going on. Maybe somebody in the group knows about it. Maybe they don't. But uh, uh, you're kind of waiting for information. You're waiting for stuff to happen. Waiting for um, a thing to uh, a plot point to drop. Interesting. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, waiting for tomorrow. Should I just read the Wikipedia? Or go go to tomorrow. What is it? <laughs> oh, what were you you were wondering if it was oh, scary or leave the world behind? Uh, sorry. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not scary. Not uh, not bloody. Not uh, uh, no gore. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Suspense right. is the is the thrill right on this one. So I'm just wondering if I'll get impatient and go. Just tell me what it is. Oh. What? Just tell me. Just tell me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not so slow paced that things aren't constantly happening. Yeah. yeah. It sounds it's like brilliance. I like I like to be spoiled on certain things. Like I yeah. I don't know. I don't hold like, the, uh, the oh mist. you spoiled did it. You, it's like did you like the the mist? Because there's a lot of points in the film where people are just kind of talking about what's going on outside without. Um, I didn't watch the mist. Okay. Only the in mist. clips, and I think I watched the point in the car, and I was like, what the. Oh wow! You jumped to you jumped to the part Jeez, that nobody yeah. should know about. Right into it. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's 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 one way of seeing a film like The Mist. Holy crap! Yeah. Um. All right. Well, oh, yeah. let's yeah, uh, move to leave Nic- the world behind on Netflix. Let's move to Nicole. Nicole. Uh, let's, yeah. th- we got a real sea change in tone here for what you brought. Yeah. Tell us uh, what you want to say before I play this clip. So every holiday season, I like to add movies to our kind of lineup. So. For us, it's always Christmas Vacation, Elf, Daddy, Daddy Home, Daddy's Home Two. That that's the just Daddy I'm Home, so, Daddy's Home <laughs> Two. Um, all of the you know Rudolph and the kids the stuff. classics, yeah, the yeah, the classics, Rankin Bass always, animated stuff, yeah, yeah. So I'm always looking for like we've tried to add Arthur Christmas, and the kids don't really like it, and eh. So, but there's been actually two that's come out this year that we've watched. Um, we watched one last night, which I did not put in a recommendal because I'm still not sure. I don't think it'll, I don't think it's going to go into our, our um, rotation, but this one might. Mm. Um, it's out on Amazon Prime. It's cute. I really enjoy, I was expecting, um, I'll, I was expecting a different animation style, 
but I was pleasantly surprised by the animation style. That's my favorite um, thing about it. My, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but the, based on the trailer, that's what I, I love that look. It's insane. To and me. it just came out a couple weeks ago on Amazon prime. All so right, you might you not have even heard about it. It's controversial in that for some reason, Max passed on it and sold it off to prime, which is weird. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Cause Warner brothers, I mean, they own the rights to the characters we're talking about. I don't know why they yeah. didn't feel good about putting it up there, but it's become, this little underground hit on Prime, so I say boohoo on Max for for skipping. But anyway, let's play it, and uh, you guys can hear it for yourselves. Here you go. Merry Christmas, Gotham City. In breaking news, Gotham is officially crime-free as Batman continues to clean it up. Dad, I'm ready to be a superhero like you. Woo-hoo! Merry Christmas, kiddo. My own utility belt! Which should only be used in case of a bat emergency. Oh, come on, Dad. I'm not a baby. Hey, I never said you were a baby. Emergency! Call for help! My precious little baby is in danger! (laughs) (laughs) It's the Justice League. Sorry, Damien. I gotta go. Shall I assume we did not see the Bat Razor? I like it. Totally ups my intimidation game. You have donut crumbs in your intimidation game, sir. I promise I'll be back before Christmas. Oh, man. I'm the worst dad ever. This looks so great. (laughs) It's cute. The kids loved it. This is Merry Little Batman (laughs) on Amazon Prime. You heard uh, Luke Wilson as Batman, Bruce Wayne. Um, And in this futuristic world, all the crime has been um, taken care of. So Batman has settled down to raise his son, Damien. And, but Damien, he wants, he wants to be a superhero. He wants to be a Batman. So um, in this little story, uh, the, Bruce Wayne gets lured away and you get your classic villains like the Joker and Mr. Freeze and the Penguin and Poison Ivy. Uh, Bane is in it, too. Do they do the um, Do they cool. do the Bane that I love with the whole? <laughs> I wish I wish it. I know it'd be so great if it <laughs> was. Bane, it's your Bane city. Is Santa. Bane, yeah. Bane is going to play Santa. In all this. right. So it's it's all you know. Uh, the villains are trying to ruin Christmas, and little Damien, kind of, it's his story and finding his way. Um, it's super cute, and from what I was I was expecting it to be the Teen Titans Go animation, and it's it's sort of and in fact i'm looking at the wikipedia right here it's directed um roth accepted directed in the film while teen titans go writer morgan evans was hired to work on the script so there is a teen titans go writer yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> very much in that that really stylized yeah. uh, look which is so cool i love the look of the, the animation mm-hmm. it's so different um mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm. We we're, we're going to see this this weekend. That's the plan. It's cute. Yeah, nice. It, so yeah. from what I so what it also says on the Wikipedia, it's a t- there's a TV series based on this film called titled Bat Family that's in development. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So poo 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 on Max for for selling it off. They should have done it. God, no kidding. Yeah, I know. It they're surprised trying to, me so much to see this thing over on Prime as opposed to Max. Yeah, I they're just they trying are. to they're trying to cover yeah. debt, and I think one way of doing that is selling your projects to somebody else. And I don't know, I don't know why they're doing that, but whatever. Amazon's got money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And DC does their kids 
stuff so well. Like, yeah, kid stuff. Uh, their adult animation's amazing. It's DC's got no yeah. problem with any of that. It's just their live action bullshit, which hopefully will get fixed yeah. here soon. Um, but yeah, yeah this looks great. I can't wait to see it. Uh, that's Luke Wilson, by the way, the voice of Bruce Wayne. It's a little weird hearing him because he's very uh, recognizable. Yeah, yeah. At so. least it's not Owen, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Owen would just take wow. you right out of the film. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 And you have James Cromwell as Alfred. Yeah. Oscar so. winner James Cromwell. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> My favorite is Brian George. He is, uh, you know him as the father of Dr. Uh, oh, what's the doctor on DS9? Uh, Dr. Who's the doctor? And on yeah, Bashir. Uh, Bashir. Dr. Bashir. Plays yeah. his dad on there. He's on Seinfeld. He plays the uh, guy that runs the Pakistani restaurant. Very bad man, Jerry. Very bad man, that guy. Oh, okay. He's great. Love that guy. He plays the penguin. I uh, saw another name on here that reminded me of Randy. It was, um, oh, yeah, Fred Tadascori. He is like right on. every Blizzard game you've ever played, that guy does voices in. <laughs> Is that how that's pronounced? I, was, I always thought it was like Tashatori. I don't, but you might again, be totally I, right. I have no idea. But no, I, I eat a lot at the uh, Olive Garden, so that might just be what I'm. I'm just uh, more breadsticks. More do, do you really? I'm curious. Do no, you I really, really, I really don't. I okay. go there maybe once every like eight months or something because Tina are like, you know, what'd be good right now: salad, breadsticks, and soup. Yeah. Let's just go get some like no none of their big pasta things, just some salad. Never ending. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So well, yeah, this yeah. is Merry Little Batman on Amazon Prime. The other movie we watched last night that's on Peacock is called Genie, mm. and it has Melissa, McCart- M- Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. as the genie, and it's all it's around the holidays. And it was, yeah, I don't know if I recommend it. I don't know if you're if you're just looking for a new Christmas movie to watch. I guess you could watch that. Yeah, <laughs> there's some fun people in that. Luis Guzman. I mean, uh, yeah, it was all right. Mark Marin, Alan Cumming. That seems all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcaster yeah. Mark Marin. Yeah. Mark Marin is busy these days. I finally watched, I'll probably recommend it on the show in the future, but I watched an animated show where he played, um, or an animated movie. I won't give the name away yet, but he played Lex Luthor in it, and that was weird. <laughs> Lex Luthor really? played by Mark Marin. Just a very odd. Really? Odd really? Oh, that's perfect. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cranky, Ooh. like a cranky uh, Lex Luthor. It really, I have <laughs> I to like say, it. it really worked for me. It really worked. Oh, yeah. So I'll recommend that nice. next week, though. Um, if he could- uh, and before people send an email, Scott's talking about the, the doctor's father, Dr. Bashir's father, uh, Alexander Siddig played Julian Bashir. Yeah. For one, so that guy was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just talking about his dad who only showed up once or twice or something. Yeah. He's the one that Jerry screwed up and sent back to Pakistan by accident. Yes. Because That's way, way more like a uh, very bad man. Very, uh, yeah. you know, a way more of a memorable role than the. Yeah, the, he's great though. Good and everything. Yeah. Oh, he was the first. He was the husband Avasarala's husband on the first season of The Expanse, but for some reason they got rid of him. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't oh, know why. Man. The other guy was fine too, but they got they yeah, like stopped using him. Anyway, uh, all right, Randy, let's go there to you. Go. What do you got for us, uh, Mister Jordan? Uh, as you know, if a new sitcom is funny, I will watch it. And if it's good, I will recommend it. Mm. Okay. Uh, this is an animated sitcom. It takes place 3,000 years ago when uh, when people were still living with their among their gods and monsters. And it, uh, it you're going to recognize the voices. I got I captured a bunch of recognizable voices. Oh, yeah, you did. That, that thing's full of those people. Anyway, here it is. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. No, that follows. Guess what today is? Everyone guesses what every day is. We have no calendar. 
It's the day Mom promised she'd tell me where my birth father is so I can go beat him up! Whoa, that doesn't sound like me. Why would I promise to do anything for anyone without any leverage? Remember I asked where my real dad was because I wanted to go beat him up? And you said, I'm not telling you. And I said, why? And you said, because you're three. And I said, so when will you tell me? And you said, the day you could swallow an entire baby pig? Welp, I've been practicing and that day has come. No, oh, no, 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 no. We'll take your word for it and we really need a calendar. Sweetie, I was clearly just blowing you off at the time. I don't know or care where your father is. He's a cyclops, right? Wouldn't he just be on that island where all the cyclops live? There's a cyclops <laughs> island? Who's taking me there? That would be the flying monster that ran his mouth. Oh, I don't think I should get involved in your daughters. And yet you did. Have fun. Bye now. Flap, flap. Fun, fun. No, don't finish your food. Leave hungry. Learn your lesson. Which is? Stay out of it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Oh, there's some great voices in there. Yeah, wow. This crap. is Crapopolis. Yeah. This is, uh, uh, you know, a, a laugh every 10 seconds. It's, um, I, I, I'm curious to hear what Scott experienced watching. I guess you watch one episode or so. I watched three um, of them. First three. I, yeah. I, I plowed through this whole first season and my gosh, it's just, it's so funny. It's so witty. It hits on so many things that, sound like they could be you know well researched like sound like they could be historical sound like they could be about actual mythology but it's twisted really twisted mm-hmm. and uh and you got hannah waddingham i'll give you i'll give you an additional little recommendal here if you just absolutely love christmas variety shows hannah waddington home for christmas is awesome i've been wondering about that i saw that is it uh, more than just singing like is it a kind of a variety like you're saying like a uh, it's a lot of singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. It's almost all singing, but it's got, it just, she's visited by everyone in Surprise her, in her orbit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was just, oh, it's so fun. And, 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 you know, it's what you want from a Christmas variety show. Mm, cool. Um, but, uh, Hannah Waddingham is the, uh, is the mom on Crapopolis. She's a, not, not a, a great mom. She's a, mm. she's a goddess. She's, uh, very distant from everyone around her. Uh, her husband is a monster voiced by Matt Berry, who is just absolutely riffing on his character from what we do in the shadows. Matt Berry cannot get very far away from his character on what we do. No, in the shadows. Matt Berry's kind of always the same guy in er- really well, everything. Yeah, I was going to say toast. Yeah, yeah he's like know. that. In but toast. in this case, he's literally a monster who is sex driven. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. No, that, that's fair. <laughs> Very that's much fair. what we do in the shadows here. Yeah, it, that's okay. a that's a fair thing. I, I really like Richard Aoid. I don't know how you say his name, but the dude from uh, IT Crowd. Richard Aoid. Yeah, I never know how to say his name, but he he's kind of your main dude. He plays this character called Tyrannus or Tyrannus. Right. Uh, so he's a human who's entrusted to be the king of like the first city in Greece. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's uh, neurotic and he's just not you know, he's not right for the the job and these people don't particularly like him, but, um, it's all, it's all very fun loving. And like, after a a while, you start to realize this show's got a real heart uh, underneath it. It's like, it's taking you to some really nice lessons and morals and values and, uh, and so forth while just trampling all over, you know, TV 14 comedy. Right. So it's like, it's, it's fairly racy, I think that explains its um, its review scores. Mm. I think it's it's too racy for little kids, for sure. and it's not. It's like 
it doesn't really reach the heights of adult comedy, right? Yeah. It's yeah. animated, you know? Yeah, it's a definitely adult like an animated. 80% but... Family Guy kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like it's even racier than Family Guy. but it's Oh, it just... is? Okay. So yeah. the first three episodes I watched, to answer your question, Randy, I was really impressed with the cast. This is a, We haven't mentioned it. It's a Dan Harmon joint. This is his next thing. Oh, cool. So Dan Harmon's writing it, created it. Um, you know, not since, I guess he's not, I don't know if, what he does now for Rick and Morty. I don't know if he's even involved. Is it? Uh, yeah, is it over? <laughs> it's still going. Apparently, they had just had the oh, best yeah. season ender they've ever had. So it's um, it's really funny. Yeah, it was a great uh, a great final episode. I feel Watched like they've done night. really well without uh, without the usual over there. But anyway, uh, yeah. this thing has all this cast, all this amazingness, and I don't know why, but I just I got three episodes in and I just could not. I just I it wasn't grabbing me. It wasn't holding you, me, and I don't know why. Randy, do you feel like anything changed after the first three? Like, do you think it got tighter or funnier or something like that after the first three episodes? Is it? Is it? You know, yeah. is it, funny story. Is, yeah, uh, when we went to watch it, uh, we accidentally watched the ninth episode first, <laughs> and uh, then we realized our our mistake and started from the beginning, and it didn't change a thing. Mm, like. Okay. We when we got back to the ninth episode, we're like, "Wow, this is a show that doesn't require you to watch in any particular order." It's you know, so all of the stories are real tight, and it also like the characters are all fully developed. There's not really anything for uh, you to worry about, you know. Like it's just funny, and a lot of the humor for us came from the fact that my kid is a history buff and really, really loves like. Mm all of the the references to the Greek gods and so forth. And that's like, that's something that I wonder if Scott, like if you, you know, like when a joke just is purely a reference to a Greek God's weird behaviors elsewhere, you know, mm, yeah, like maybe, maybe, maybe uh, that didn't work. I don't for know if you. it's that specific. It just wasn't, I don't know. I can't explain it because it's all the ingredients I would normally like. And I'll probably go back and revisit it again because I. Yeah. I mean, and the reason I ask that is because usually three episodes is a barometer for me. If I don't like something after three episodes, unless somebody says, oh, yeah, no, stick with it because they, they figure things out in the fifth episode or something like that. Yeah. But if you're saying that, you know, no, it's a like if you don't like the first three then you're probably not gonna yeah want it's to not like i just it had it isn't like i had no taste for it at all it was just like mm-hmm. i don't know it just wasn't grabbing me and they've got great guest stars on here john maggio has a couple of shots as done every episode it's a, it's a game of who's that voice every really? episode yeah. keith uh keith david's in this thing for four episodes yeah, he's, he's uh, a recurring character yeah. but like you're constantly getting an episode where you're like oh is that that's Susan Sarandon. Oh, li- listen, listen. I think I hear Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Like, which is every yeah, and episode. You, and you hear a lot of those people too on Rick and Morty, like making, doing guest voices and yeah, guest sure. appearances. Keith yeah. David, like every third episode, he's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I may. I, I'm going to give it another shot at some point. I just, I don't know why it didn't grab me because when I heard about it, I went, "Oh, this is for me. This is for me." And I watched mm-hmm. it. And went, "This is not for me so much. I don't know why. I can't even put my <laughs> finger on why. I don't know what it is." I, I enjoyed this so much that I went and watched the behind the scenes clips because, you know, there's a bunch of them in Hulu. And oh my gosh, like that just like every single person they had, like they're talking to Duncan, Duncan Trussell about his development of his character. And oh my, uh, Pat Murphy, Pam Murphy is freaking amazing in this show. Mm. Uh, she's the one that you heard uh, yelling about she's going to eat a baby pig. Okay. Um, 
just absolutely amazing. I, I can't like in addition to Iowade and Waddingham and Matt Berry, you have these other people like Pam Murphy that are just killing it. Um, I, I can't imagine that many people would watch uh, an episode or two and not want to to see more. Well, I hope I hope people cool. enjoy it, and I hope I can get back to and liking it. Uh, there's that Crapopolis with a K, everybody, and it's on Hulu, yes. right? Hulu, Crapopolis. Yeah, that's a, it's a Fox joint, so uh, it will be ruined in the future. Yeah, it'll be canceled, <laughs> and uh, right. maybe Hulu and will pick it up. up by somebody else and made better. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, all right, I'm going to finish this out today with a movie recommendation. Uh, other than the color green, uh, it has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay, so here's the clip. Surely you. Nights have spilt enough blood in your name to bind them closer to you than I. True. But you are my sister's boy. Quiffed from her womb. They are not. I look out upon my friends here today and I see... Song. No muse could ever sing but I turn to thee and I see what I recognize, but I do not know thee. I say this not in reproach, but regret. Okay. That's one of my favorite actors in the world, by the way. I love that guy. His name is uh, Sean Harris. You know him from Rome and a ton of other British stuff. Anyway, he's not really in this movie that long, but he does a really good thing at the beginning. So I figured I'd put it in there. This movie is called The Green Knight. Um, and it came out, oh gosh, 2021. I remember at the time, everybody I knew said, Scott, you got to see The Green Knight. You're going to love this movie. It's crazy. You got to see it. And I just never got around to it. Um, I finally did. This is the one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. I still kind of don't yeah. know what I watched in a lot of ways. And I love movies like this. I like movies that leave me thinking and wondering yeah. It's very apocryphal and very uh, uh, steeped in lore that I'd never heard of. It's kind of a side story to some Arthurian lore that exists uh, that I'd never heard of. It's set during that time. So we're talking like, I don't know what era or what decade this is, but we're in like the 16th, 15th century, something like that. And uh, Dev Patel plays a character called Gay, uh, uh, Sir Gawain. Gawain? Gawain. Gawain. Gawain? I was saying wrong. Uh, I mean, you saw the movie. Maybe they pronounce it differently, but one of the knights of the round table. Yeah, Gawain. I can't remember, but he's the one you never you never hear about this guy. And this is his quest uh, as as sent by the king. And they only just call him the king. They don't call him King Richard. They don't give him any of these people real names for the most part. His mother is just called Mother. Um, Joel Edgerton's in this for a, a, a brief couple scenes. He's called the Lord. Um You'll recognize Kate Dickey in this. She plays the queen along with the king, and you know her because she's the one that's the wackadoo in Game of Thrones, the sister that that uh, has the Oh, pole. from the Airy. Yeah. yeah, the Airy. That's her. This also has another alumni from that series, uh, Ralph Innocen as the Green Knight. You know him as, well, most recently video game players know him in uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen as Sid. Um, but he's also in tons of stuff. He's in Game of Thrones. He's in The Witch. He's in... Oh, geez. You'd hear his voice and go, oh, that guy. Of course him. Mm. Um, he's in it. Uh, that Barry Kogan guy that we were talking about yesterday from uh, oh, Inisherin yeah, and Van stuff. Oh, yeah, of Inisherin. Yeah. He's in it. 
very okay. small role, but he's in it, and he's as weird as he ever is in anything. He's just a weirdo. Um, and Alicia Vikander is in this, and I like her a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, it is very weird. It's an Odyssey-type story. So uh, as you heard in that intro, he's he's talking a lot of these and thous and you know, kind of biblical talk a little bit. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of un, unresolved uh, questions that I have about the movie, but I'm okay with it because it's that kind of movie. Um, the Green Knight is an actual character played by Ralph Ineson, who is literally like a dude who's half tree and half dude. Hmm. So he's made of like green bark and and all this. And yes, you have to go on a quest that has to do with him. That's all I'll say about that. And it is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And I absolutely loved The Green Knight. I slept on okay. it. I shouldn't have. It entered my pantheon of, of favorite Where's things. Where is it streaming? Uh, this is on <laughs> Amazon Prime, I believe. Let me make yes, sure. Yes, correct. I, that's where I've got it linked to in uh, quicktms.li. Yep. Directed, written by this David Lowry guy who I'd never heard of before. But um, I hope he keeps going because this thing was Ooh. a freaking trip. And it's not what you're used to. It is like it's a, a kind of a high fantasy movie. But it feels like a dream most of the time. I can't explain it. That's just, it's beautiful. It's acted extremely well. There are moments of real discomfort. There are moments of real sort of jubilation. It's confusing. I've been studying the ending on Reddit. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it. Oh, that's a good movie when you're studying it. Yeah. Like I couldn't stop <laughs> yeah. thinking. I think right. about it still. Like every ever since I saw it almost a week ago, I think about it like every day at least once. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one part wow. and this thing and that thing. So, yeah, I'm going to recommend it. It's called The Green Knight, and it's rad. And it's not – I know this is not going to be for everyone. Someone's going to see this and write in and go, Scott, I watched it, and I freaking hated it. I get it. It sounds like a movie for me, though. It, it's weird. I think you would like it. Like, how do you feel about, um, how do you feel, because I'm still mixed on this, but how do you feel about The Fountain? Remember The Fountain? Anyone remember that? Mm, yeah, oh, with, uh, what's his face? Uh, um, Wolverine and, Wolverine. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Jackman and, uh, <laughs> The Fountain. Crap. Uh, I don't remember The Fountain. Huh. made that. Uh, I think I watched that. Did I watch Oh, that, that? was an Aronofsky, Aronofsky movie. Yeah. If you like, yeah. you know it's what? Like, uh, I'll say this. If you like Aronofsky movies, and I don't mean the brutal ones like Mother or, or the drug one, <laughs> but if you like the weird yeah. ones that are just a little discordant or whatever, this is a lot yeah. like that. A lot like how I felt in The Fountain. I know, They're totally I, different I know stories, the movie. But, I just can't remember if I saw it. Yeah. The Fountain is a wild trip. That thing is a weird I had movie. a really hard time with The Fountain. Yeah. A, I, lot, of pe- a lot of people I, do. Fountain. A lot of people do. I, I walked out, out of it saying, I think that was good, but I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm more, I'm in the mode of like, I want to see the Green Knight again to see what I missed. Because there's stuff in there I know I missed now that I that I just uh-huh. didn't see coming. And uh, rated R for? Um, I think it's rated R for, uh, there's a beheading that is graphic, but not, I don't know, no more than, <laughs> no more than your average middle-aged beheading fight. Pretty it's, much your yeah your typical beheading, um, but it's but it's still it's it's still a pretty you know it's like oh the head and there's blood and it feels like yeah pretty severe. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. There's there's no nudity. Probably no f bombs with the no f bombs. There's no swearing based on the the language. This is uh, yeah the the closest anything? they get to nudity is a very uncomfortable moment of I'll just call it regret, <laughs> hmm. but it's not nudity. It's more like. 
you'll know when you see it. I don't want. I don't want to say it on the air, mm-hmm. but you'll know it. But I think also just tone. It's a little like Fury Road. People don't know what to do with it. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. So they don't know. They don't know what to call it or what to rate it. So they just give it an R to be safe. And I think that's probably fine. Um, I don't think kids would ever like this anyway. If if this was even if it was perfectly suitable for your average fourteen year old, they're gonna unless they're film buffs, they're gonna go, "What the hell are you making me watch?" This is for people who want to have a something a little different that doesn't follow the normal fill in the blank sort of movie tropes. And I I really liked it a lot. Uh, that again, it's called the not the fountain. Uh, it's called sorry, I went to the other page. It's <laughs> the called Green the Night. Green Knight on Prime. Go check it out. As Brian mentioned earlier, uh, QuickTMS.li has all of these things listed today and all the previous mm-hmm. stuff we've done, so you can keep up with what we are recommending. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to do it. I hope you two have a really great Christmas. By the way, me too. Did you get my package? I did. It's so awesome. I love it. I was gonna, I was gonna text you this morning, but got busy with show stuff. But we, okay. got it, we got it yesterday, and uh, we love it. Kim was like, "What is all this?" I said, "I know, right?" So it was really kind of you, by the way. It was very, very <laughs> well, nice. Well, and I, I found out I've been se- sending Tom a Christmas card for the last five years at the wrong address. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I did that. I did that. Get him back. Like, <laughs> I just now, and it says on it. <laughs> You've been sending cards for five years. He no longer lives here. Oh, hilarious. So they've been, instead of like sending you something at the very beginning, they yeah. just said, yeah, yeah they'll figure so it I've out. I've been giving some stranger a Christmas card. I did it to, I did it to Fletcher for nine years. So don't feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, well, all right then. And also Randy, you may, your Christmas be full of, I don't know, good nog or whatever it is Thank you, you want. I just, uh, I just got an email from uh, Bobby Kotick saying farewell. Oh, good. That's the best. That's a Christmas miracle for all of us. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, enjoy yourselves. Have a great time. Be safe and don't drink. Or I guess drink. Do whatever you want. I don't care. All right. <laughs> We're back to uh, life, back to reality. Let's get out of here. Before we do, yeah. um, a quick text. Somebody who wants Aww. to say thanks. And we know him because he sends us cool stuff all the time. Brian and Scott, this is Mike Pacholik. This is him talking. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say thank you for the entertainment and all the laughs. It makes me drive my drive to and from work less of a chore, but people in other cars must think I'm a nut since sometimes I get laughing so hard I look like I'm insane while driving. Also, you both have been good boys this year, so one or two gifts are in the mailboxes. Scott, <laughs> you have an extra one that will be in your P.O. box on Monday. I just love surprising people and don't expect anything in return, just knowing it made them happy. Aww. So thank you again. Dude, I cannot let this go without telling you what he sent. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's upstairs. Damn it. Oh, yeah. I've got mine over in the uh, 3D print room. Dude sent me a huge box of filament, like different colors of uh, uh, filament. And, that is so uh, nice. What a stuff that I'm definitely going to be putting to good use. So thank you, Mike. Yeah, of course. You'll absolutely use those. I ended up getting yeah. something I promise you will get used. It is the complete Mad Max set of 4K everything. So. So original Mad Max in the seventies, <laughs> really? Okay. The Road Warrior, uh, th- uh-huh. Thunderdome, Fury Road, uh-huh. Fury Road Black and Chrome, um, Fury Road, another version of Fury Road. I can't remember what the deal is. And then the uh, then the, like and a whole other disc or two that is all these documentaries and extras oh, and wow. interviews all across that whole run of like late seventies up till now. It's I I didn't expect that. 
Uh, very cool. Boy, uh, uh, talk about uh, knowing the right gift <laughs> for, for each of us. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, I was thrilled. I could not That's believe cool. that showed up. Uh, Mike's awesome. He is Dude, awesome. I mean, this, this is a guy who sent me, like, you know, the chode butter the night before the, the big ride and uh, yeah. um, the, the um, dummies guide to uh, American Sign Language, for which I say, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, very, very nicely done. You've learned yeah. from your yeah. thing. I've learned. We also got a book. Um, this was, I don't know if I should, how I should quite take this, but he sent this to, to me and Carter already has commandeered it, but it's the um, Parasite, the, the movie, Parasite. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not the movie though. It's a book that is all the illustrated storyboard stuff the director made. Oh, that's cool. So God, the whole yeah, thing, don't look at that until you watch the movie. Oh, yeah, it feels I'm not like going to read that yet. Spoil things. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I've never had more motivation to see a movie than him sending a thing that I do want to read. And so that may work. He may have pushed me over the edge. That Interesting. Might have done it. Okay. So thanks a lot, Mike Pachulik. You're the man. And may all your Christmases be white. I don't know why I said it that way. You can text us anytime <laughs> you want at 801-471-0462. You can email us, filmsack at gmail.com. That's going to do it for the show. We should get out of here. I bet we have a song lined up that will take us out. We, what you got? we absolutely do. And, uh, yeah, we're getting close to the year. So I'm pulling in, you know, like grabbing, grabbing certain dates. Sometimes they match up. Sometimes they don't. This one actually does match up. Uh, Jason wrote in and said, Hey, Snow and Blitzen. I don't know. Coming up with S&B names is hard. Since it's Christmas time, could you play a cover of Frosty the Snowman by Tara? This song sounds like it could be used in a trailer for a snowman-themed horror movie. Totally does. <laughs> you can play this request at any time. Sure, you already have tons of Christmas-related requests. Happy holidays to you wonderful people in the tadpole. Signed, Jason. You know him as Free Rangers in the chat. Aww. Thank you, Jason. Guy's been around forever. Um, we love that guy. The best. This is great. I had no idea about this this whole album. It's called Dark Christmas. Came out this year by Tarha, T-A-R-J-A. And it is exactly what the name sounds like. It is dark versions of Christmas songs, modern and uh, traditional. There's a great cover of All I Want for Christmas is You done in this, this weird... Uh, weird style, wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, the the Paul McCartney one. Mm. Um, Last Christmas by Wham doesn't count against your uh, uh, Wham apocalypse. Um, White Christmas, Jingle Bell Rock. This is a this. If you you really want to like turn the lights off in your house, get down with some really uh, weird, creepy Christmas music. This is the thing to do. It's, uh, Tara T A R J A. Here is her cover of Frosty the Snowman going out to Free Rangers.
coming from still finding debris after vacuuming ufi x10 pro omni robot vacuum has 8,000 pa of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets and it's totally hands-free want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars